0: This is The Game of Life. Welcome to The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. I am just pleased to be back in the studio. I got to tell you that, you know, growing up, I used to hear this song, Ruta Bay uh, Gatorade commercial, I Want to Be Like Mike. And so I'm playing basketball and get a rebound. I come down and my Achilles, right Achilles said not today my friend oh, so i'm
1: sorry to hear that that's
0: our, but i'm but i'm pleased to be back in the studio and i tell you what what a way to start the uh this new show uh this is season one episode number eight and i have with me the wonderful the awesome the talented rutabay shabazi cbs4 news anchor so Bay, welcome to the show
1: thank you so much i'm so honored to be back with you you know for your return your triumphant <laughs> return, Gail.
0: <laughs> I got a scooter in the studio as well. I don't know if it's on camera, but we're going to just go with it. I dig your scooter. You <laughs> got to <laughs> learn
1: to do some tricks on the scooter.
0: <laughs> I got to be careful to rudabate. <laughs> <laughs> now, CBS Four, what an awesome partnership! And you all do something called. Mentoring Matters. Tell us about it, Rube.
1: Well, it was a partnership. We we started with you. We we thought a lot about it. We went with a lot of people, and then we kind of circled back with you guys, with Big Brothers Big Sisters, because we really admired your work. We loved what you were doing. And really, it's just a chance to profile and kind of recognize all of these amazing people who lend their time and their energy and, and mentor people who might not have the same opportunities that they have and kind of guide them and lead them on their way, which is exactly what you guys do. So you guys have been so great and so helpful, you know, providing us with, with people to profile. Yes. And, you know, throughout that initiative, I became a big myself after I talked to you. To talk I couldn't say that. no. Exactly. It, was all, it was just so impressive hearing about everything. And um, so every week we we profile a mentor and a mentee, and we try to kind of tell different, different stories, a range of different stories, different ages, different um, types of of people with, who are successful in different realms of the world and it's been really inspiring. It's been really amazing and people who watch it write in and, and yeah. ask us how they can get involved and mm. how they can mentor someone. We get parents writing in saying, I need a mentor for my kid because my <laughs> kid's just out of control. <laughs> and then we we have a lot of people in the community who just never had any kind of recognition and someone will write in and say, you know, for 20 years my neighbor has been mentoring mm. kids and making such a difference in the community and so we've, we've found a lot of people in South Florida who have been doing amazing things and we're just telling their stories. So. And we
0: just wanted to s- do a special shout out to Adam Levy and the entire team at CBS4 and Ruta Bay. You guys do such a great job just sharing those stories because of it's impact. You. And think about this. I mean, when you think about the news, right. there's so much to report and some things aren't always so touchy feely or positive. right? And so the fact that you all are taking time out Highlighting stories that really speak to the impact, the positive impact people are making. Uh, we got to start with by just saying thank you.
1: Oh well, thank you. You guys have been really helpful. You've you've provided us with uh, different, you know, mentor-mentee pairs yes. and matches, and given us great ideas. And and really, it all came together with the help of everyone from Big Brothers Big Sisters. It was kind of just we're feeling our way out, feeling how we were going to tell these stories and how we're right. going to do it. And and you guys really. Made it all come together. And we're so. a good match, and it is true. We have we tell so many you know horrific stories yes. every day, unfortunately, because yeah. we have to report the news, and right. a lot of terrible things are happening. And then it kind of lifts you up when you have that story at the end of the five o'clock newscast. The mentoring,
0: mentoring matters for yeah. everybody that's listening to this show. Recognize all of us have had somebody that mentored us that gave us that coaching, that guidance, that counsel. So what an appropriate name because mentoring matters. But let's talk. Let's take a step back and talk about okay. Ruta Bay. What's your journey? <laughs> Journey to South Florida <laughs> My journey What's, to what, South what, Florida. Tell us about Ruta Bay.
1: Um, well, I came from LA. I was working at um, KABC, which is the ABC affiliate in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, in news, we kind of move around a lot every yeah. few years. It's often, you know, a different move. Although I don't think I want to leave South Florida. No, I we really will like keep South you. Do we, where do we sign Ruta
0: Bay? <laughs> um,
1: so, Let's see. If I start from the beginning, you want me to start from the very beginning? You can
0: start wherever you want to. Okay. I'll
1: try to keep it brief. But um, my my father's from Iran. My mother's from Canada. I was born in Germany okay. um, after the Iranian Revolution. Wow. Um, and then my family moved to Boston for a while. My parents worked at Harvard, and we were kind of... You know, they lost everything in the revolution, trying to rebuild, and so they eventually moved to this really small town in the mountains of eastern Oregon, a really rural environment, and uh, got a job at the university there, and I think it was initially planned to be temporary, and then it just kind of, we settled there, and that's where I grew up, so I I grew up in this small little town, and... um, you know, really appreciate those types of values where everyone takes care of each other and, you know, you feel safe and, and people really look out for each other. So I think I'm, I'm really blessed to have grown up in that type of an environment. Although I'm kind of a city girl. Um, and after that, I moved to LA, I went to Pepperdine university, big shout out to them. They're going through so much right now after the shooting and the fires. Um, and, and then I worked on documentaries and then I went to grad school at Berkeley, Journalism school there, and then I got my first job working behind the scenes, running printer paper and getting coffee and fetching food. Paying your and, dues, yeah, paying my dues at KTBU, which is the used to be the CNN affiliate. Now it's owned by Fox. Okay. Um, after that, I got my first on-air job in Washington State, uh, shooting, editing, driving, uh, you know, reporting, all of that stuff. Still paying the dues, and then I went to Phoenix and did a lot of interesting work there. I Worked on the border a lot. Um, um, and it was a really interesting time with immigration oh, and yes. all of that. And then I returned to LA after that, and then now I'm here. I, t- it I took the job in South Florida, and it was wow. good, good choice. I, I love it here.
0: You so. certainly paid your dues. Was it always your goal to be in front of the camera or just any aspect of journalism? You know, that's actually
1: a really interesting story because I never thought that I would be in TV in general and definitely not on camera. I I was really interested in documentary filmmaking. That was really kind of my forte and what I was pursuing. And um, when I was in journalism school, I had an internship in, in Cairo, Egypt between my first and second year at a newspaper there, and my father got really sick. So I ended up canceling the internship over the summer and being with him and that ended up being his last summer Mm. um so i didn't i didn't fulfill the internship i was had a lot of tumult in my life and um when i came back to school i still needed the internship and and my professor said you know just go to the local TV station, just fulfill your internship there while you're taking classes, because most people did it in between the first and second year. So that's how I got into TV. I walked into the newsroom. I walked into KTVU. I didn't know anything about about it. I didn't know. I really didn't know anything. I was clueless. And this was already, you know, I was already in graduate school. So I kind of got a late start in that way. But I I really enjoyed it. I loved how fast paced it was. I loved how different, how exciting it was. And so that's really how I got into TV. It was kind of a freak thing that just evolved, you know? But I fell in love with it.
0: Now, I see you on the news and you're so polished, you're doing your thing. Oh, thanks, Gail. What's what's the biggest mistake you've made? (laughs) Oh my (laughs) goodness. Like on TV, what did you?
1: (laughs) Name a mistake, I probably made it. (laughs) 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 Um, I've made a lot of mistakes. Well, one that stands out is, So I used to shoot and edit all my own material, you know, I did that for like 10 years and this was my first job in Washington State. We carried around those big cameras and the snow and yeah. everything like that. And I was at a used car dealership telling the story of the economy impacting car dealers or something like that. And the camera, I just looked back and I hadn't secured it properly as I was micing the people. And I looked back and it was just in slow motion, just falling. So You're like slow falling, like an action scene, yeah. From a movie. And I ran to grab it and I missed it, and the whole thing just shattered. This like is live TV. This wasn't live, but oh, it was okay. a seventy-five thousand dollar camera or something oh, like that
0: so what did you do and, after you um, got fired <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: thought I was going to get fired I definitely thought oh, I was going to get gosh. fired but you know I mean we have our moments do? you know what gets this
0: no let me give you my moment so I was a sportscaster. well I did the morning the sports announcements for E.L. Bowser High School in Toledo Ohio and so the principal asked me to, to come in and do the announcements he said I, I like your voice game I'm like okay let's do it and so I, I mispronounced my own name Aww. I'm like, the track team was led by Gail Nielsen. <laughs> and he looked at me, he's laughing. I'm like, that you? So that's you? That, that's tame, was, though. That's a tame mistake. Oh, that, okay, but that's that's as far as I can go. Because <laughs> a
1: lot of people listening probably didn't even know that you I did. did anything I was wrong. so embarrassed.
0: My In my English honors class that I went to after the announcements, <laughs> they were like, what's up? You don't even know your own name. So kids are ruthless. In <laughs> yeah, this 24-hour up. news cycle, Ruta Bay, it's just like there's news all the time.
1: All the time. And,
0: and sometimes, sadly, most of the news is not all that... All that positive, as if you will, and that's just you know. Again, it is what it is. But mentoring and the mess we talked about mentoring matters. But who mentored you, uh, Ruta Bay?
1: Well, I had a lot of mentors. Definitely, my father was a huge mentor. I mean, just in terms of work ethic and watching him rebuild his life after everything that my parents went through and. Um, you know, touching touching a lot of people, reaching he he was a professor and an archaeologist, and after he passed away, so many people came out of the woodworks and said, you know, he changed my life, he changed mm. the trajectory of my life and made such a difference in my life, and you know, those things that you kind of don't see on a on a daily basis. So he definitely was a huge mentor for me. And then in journalism, you know, I had really great professors and I had people in newsrooms when I was the you know, the little plebe getting people lunch and stuff, who took notice and took time out to, you know, mentor me and take me out on shoots with them. I had photographers who would take me out after their shifts in the middle of the night, we would just listen to scanner traffic and crime in Oakland and go out and, and shoot and, you know, people who really didn't have to take the time aside to, to be with me and show me the ropes who did and, and I'll always remember it, you know, and for them, I'm sure it was at times annoying to have this person <laughs> tagging along with them. But right. for me, it made all the difference in my career and got me the jobs that I needed and got me the resume tape that I needed. So I'm super appreciative. And I don't even know if they remember or know kind of the impact they made, you know? So it's there There have been probably people at every single station where I've ever been and my journalism professors um, along the way in both graduate school and college who really kind of got me on that track. And, and I think what's re- so important is to have someone who inspires you, to have someone yes. who believes in you, who's going to give you fo- positive feedback as well as, you know, constructive criticism, to have someone who really thinks that you can do it and succeed. You know, because sometimes there are, are times when you don't think you can succeed. That's
0: exactly right. Yeah. Have you ever had a chance to thank any of your mentors?
1: I have. I've um I've been back to my, you know, to my college Good. and Good. seen my re- retired professors and written them emails, but I still think it's hard to drive home the impact that they've really made.
0: And it's Mm -hmm. a gift that keeps on giving Yeah, as we enter this holiday season. I mean, mentoring. And so not only does mentoring matter, you've been, people have invested their time in you. And now the fruits of their labor, this their time is paying off every single day as you As you mentor,
1: absolutely, and that's something I found with the mentoring matters series. So many of the people we profile from Big Brothers Big Sisters, they said, "Oh, well, someone mentored me, and so now I, you know, I feel an obligation to mentor other people. Not an obligation, but a a desire and an inspiration. I shouldn't call it an obligation, but so many of them, when we tell their stories, we realize that it's all a big circle back. That without the guidance that they had and the inspiration that they had from someone, they probably wouldn't have given back in the same way or appreciated the power it can have." So. And that's
0: the message I want people to understand in this mentoring podcast. And we call it the game of life, Ruta Bay, because in life, everybody makes the team. Yes. Think about that. We live in a society where, you know, okay, if you, everybody gets a participation trophy and all of that, but mm-hmm. we need to work hard.
1: Absolutely. And, you
0: know, life is competitive. And so one of the catchphrases for this particular podcast is where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. You paid your dues. People invested in you, and now you're giving back. So exactly. let's talk about that.
1: Well, I think you know, from from the, a lot of the people I've met, even in Los Angeles, I I worked at um, homeless shelters, tutoring kids, yes. and I think that's very true. But I think it's for a lot of people, it's hard to remember that or to see that because yes. they just feel like the odds are stacked against them, right. and a lot of ways they are. I mean, you can work really, really hard and get out of it, but you have to work really, really hard work. and get out of it. And, you know, there's no question that the odds are stacked against some people who don't have the modeling. They don't have a father who taught them how to work hard. They don't have parents who went to college. They don't have parents who might be available for them to do homework right. and show them. And and so, you know, they can seek it out on, on their own at school or somewhere else. But it is it is tough, you know, in a lot of instances. And so people kind of need to see that the possibilities exist. No doubt. And I think that's why it's so special. What you guys do is to have, you know, sh- have someone available to them to show them that the, the path is available to them. That's because exactly right. if they don't know it, if they don't realize it, how are they supposed to pursue it?
0: You say your mom yeah. and dad both worked at Harvard? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just re- I was I'm a Harvard grad, by the way. No, oh, I, I did No, know let me, that. Let me put this in perspective. Let me put this in perspective. There's an asterisk there, Ruta. <laughs> okay. Bay. You know, there's an asterisk. I was I was one of 162 CEOs that were able to attend an executive education course back in July of this year. At Harvard, that's and amazing. I just—I tell you—you you, you would have thought I just received uh, my PhD from Harvard, but we got, I got a <laughs> certificate to uh, to prove it as well. But it was an incredible learning experience. 18 cases in six days, Harvard Business Review cases. Wow. So, shout out to Harvard University. That's amazing. That's Good. part of your story, but thank you. But the point I'm making is when you start talking to people. We have much more in common than we than we are. So we, as we talk diversity, and when kids are mentor, when adults give take time out, you just start talking about. I mean, I lived in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Oakland. I was out in the Bay Area, Harvard University, and I want people to recognize and the kids and the bigs and those who listen to this podcast. When we just get to know people, it's amazing. It is. And when you stay
1: in touch with people, too. Yes. You know, people who who impact your life, you might move on to a different chapter. You might move somewhere else geographically. But if you kind of circle back with them, which is easier than ever now, I think, with social media and everything and and the ways that we can connect and talk on the phone and everything else. Um, But, you know, if you stay in touch with people, life circles back in really strange and wonderful ways. No doubt about it.
0: Ruta Bay, we're going to take a. 60-second break, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about your little sister. (laughs) We're going to talk about you as a big sister. We've talked about Mentoring Matters, CBS4, Ruta Bay's Journey to South Florida. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and find out about Ruta Bay, the big sister, (laughs) when we come back. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life. Always do a shout out to Queen of Soul Aretha Franklin. Love it. Uh, respect, and let me tell you something, Ruta Bay. Not only do I respect you as a professional, but what you've done since you've come to South Florida—you have you signed up and followed through on becoming a big sister.
1: Oh well, it's been a pleasure. I mean, thank you for showing me the way.
0: <laughs> it's what it's all about. <laughs> What's your exp- how long have you been matched, first of all? We're going to keep, for the protect the innocent, let me say this up front, we're not going to mention the name of your little sister, we're going to just refer to her as your little, if that's alright. That's perfect. And that just keeps it uh, where we need to keep it. Perfect. Uh, so how long have you been matched to your little sister? So
1: I think immediately after I got here, I kind of signed up. I was meeting with you within a couple months, I yes. think, uh, with Adam Levy, it's and like Liz us down the here's people from application. our station. Yeah, so <laughs> it took a while to get matched, though, because you guys are very thorough in yes. how you m- make your matches. So had check I check you out. I had interview, I said, I don't, (laughs) I don't think anyone knows as much about me as big brothers, big sisters. I don't think anyone does. Um, so I think it took maybe three months Mm -hmm. or something to get matched. Um, and I got my little sister and, and we've been together ever since, and she's about to graduate high school.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now, What's your little sister's story? Just you know, keeping it general, generally specific.
1: Well, she she has a loving mother and father. Great. Um, they have some some challenges, like health wise, right. and financially. You know, she's a single mom trying to make it work, two kids. Um, the the father of her brother is incarcerated. So they've had you know they've they've had some struggles. They they have. Um, Family members who have moved in with them at times, like bringing eight, eight new members of the family to live. Wow, you know, with the the family of three, so at times she hasn't had a bedroom to sleep in. Um, and you know they have challenges in terms of putting food on the table sometimes, and and she has to kind of help out and take care of the children when she gets home, the younger kids, and sometimes she'll go without eating so that sh- the younger kids can eat. Yes. Um, so these struggles are really real. It's real. You know, uh, but she's very smart. She's very feisty. Uh, she does what she wants to do. No one's going to tell her anything that you know she, she she does what she wants to do. She's very strong-willed, and that's actually a really good attribute because she's a fighter and. And if she puts her mind to something, she's going to do it. So
0: when you think about just these kids and 90% give you some stats, 90% of the kids we serve live at or below the poverty level. And when people talk to us about giving back, you're giving up your time mm-hmm. and you, your little sister's about to graduate from high school. What impact have you seen with the investment of your time? Mentoring matters. We know that. With investment of your time, what impact have you seen in your little sister? Despite her challenges, despite the obstacles, what have you seen in terms of just? Well, I don't growth? want to
1: give myself too much credit. Um, but, it's a team, team But effort. we've been, you know, we've been looking at colleges. We've awesome. been spending every weekend um, applying to colleges and trying to get her grades up. And and I think that's that's one of the things that you kind of have to, you don't have to, but it helps to have someone who's been through that whole process because it's a rigorous process yes. to take the tests and to write the essays and to try to figure out what exactly they want to know about your life because when she was writing her essays, you know, she was she wanted to just talk about her interests in marine biology and I said you have such a rich interesting you know, background and all these obstacles you've overcome, you should mention all of those things. But it didn't even occur to her to mention any of those things. So I think to have someone who sits with you and can see it from the outside, yes. you know, who has a window into it mm-hmm. and can see, look at all these things you overcame and look at all the obstacles. I mean, most people who are applying to college haven't had bullets fly through their window over their heads. Well, why don't you write about that? Why don't you tell mm. them about those experiences? Tell your
0: story, the real story. story. Marine biology, let me go back a little bit. <laughs> You just kind of, you know, because I, I chose not to major in marine biology, just, I didn't <laughs> just, because, time. Yeah. just so you know. Marine biology, really?
1: That's what she's interested in. Wow. And, and so when she was writing the mm-hmm. essay, she kind of had writer's block and didn't really know what to do. And so I sat with her and interviewed her for about an hour, and I just took, you know, 14 pages of notes and I just interviewed her. And then we built the essay from that interview and Mm -hmm. I learned so much about her after almost being together with her for four years. And so the way we crafted it, it ended up being, she's telling the story of being at home, and all of a sudden a bullet pierces her window and the mm. glass shatters all over her and she sees her mom scared and doesn't know how to help her mom and feels helpless and and this is kind of what she's been experiencing every she's used to daily gun violence and hearing gunshots in her neighborhood but she's you know this was the the real pivotal point where she felt helpless and out of control and didn't know what to do and then we pivot to the first time that she went to the beach and stuck her toes in the ocean and mm. how free she felt and how she admired this marine life who was so free and the dolphins who help people when they're in distress and how that was just something that she wanted to explore and completely took over her world. And so kind of the dichotomy between what she was dealing with and the lack of control and... Uh, what she felt when she experienced the ocean and wildlife in the ocean and how freeing it was for her and how that passion kind of, you know, only grew for her. So that's kind of how we crafted her essays. And I learned so much about her from that. And I think when she saw the essay, she was like, wow, this is pretty good. But that's her. (laughs) But it's her.
0: (laughs) And it's what a beautiful, inspirational story. But the fact, these are the facts. Mm -hmm. And there's kids who live a mile from a beach or not far from the beach who've never been to the beach. Right. So you look at just the reality of violence to the freedom of Marine life. Yeah. And now, so her reality doesn't have to be her destiny. Exactly. And that's that's the power and the impact of mentoring as well. And certainly you being in her life. And we're gonna get your little sister. We're gonna we're gonna get you guys to speak at one of our events one day. I mean, that's that's a fact. <laughs> Good
1: luck. She doesn't like to speak on camera. That's all right, but she'll
0: be with you. Doesn't have to be on camera. <laughs> Maybe you
1: can convince her.
0: I, I'm pr- I'm quite convincing. Just you, know, <laughs> you, this, are, this, this you so are. You are. Know. If anyone can do it, you can do it. <laughs> but what a powerful story. What schools are, is she interested in? Has she gotten to that point yet?
1: Yeah, we've been applying. So she's been accepted to Miami Dade. Hey, all right. Yeah, and shout out um, to Miami Dade. She loved UM. We went to the okay. informational session at UM, and she said, "This is my school. This is where I want to be." She's it her kind of light up when she saw the possibilities and saw the dorms and, you Mm. know, saw the different programs and learned about everything, to see her kind of realize that, wow, this could be my destiny, this is a possibility, and I could be living here on this campus, was really special. So she's looking really at all the schools in Florida. We're applying to, casting a wide net, and then we're going to see where it goes.
0: And you're with her every step of the way.
1: I'm trying to be, yeah. No, that's great. There are some things that, you know, I was like, you have to go see your counselor. You have to get a letter of recommendation. I can't do that. part with you. So she she knows what she has to do. And she's, you know, I think that there are times when it's easy to get discouraged and overwhelmed by the whole process when, when it's unfamiliar to you. Sure. So, um, that's, that's the challenge we're just trying to navigate and and we're just taking it step by step.
0: Imagine kids who just have, I mean, it's intimidating for the parents. Oh yeah. It was intimidating. It's
1: intimidating for anyone really. Exactly. But if you don't have someone who's can guide you through it. Who's been there? I mean, I, it's it's really hard. No doubt about it. Ruta it's hard Bay, to one, be a teenager in general.
0: It's <laughs> tough being a teenager these days. Yeah. It really is. Uh, one more one, one more question for you, Ruta Bay. What would you say to someone who says, eh, "I thought about mentoring, but I just don't have the time.
1: I don't have the time. You've heard I hear that before. That. I heard that. I just all don't the time. have the
0: time. What yeah. would you say to someone who? has that mentality.
1: If you want to do something, you make the time. Mm -hmm. Everyone makes time to do something that they don't have to do. Everyone does. Everyone can. And it just depends what your priority is. Maybe you skip that TV show. Maybe you, you know, you don't do the laundry that day. Maybe you get a babysitter that week. Maybe, you know, you can carve out time if you make it a priority. And it's just, you know, I, 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 that's an excuse. Sounds like an excuse to me. And, Maybe you sleep two hours less that week. Maybe, you know, there are different things that you maybe you cut out and you rearrange, and it's really not that much time. I mean, it's we probably spend every other week together and we spend the day together. And also, I, I continue to do the things I have to do. So like you I'll, don't
0: have to change your life to change somebody else's root <laughs> debate. Is that the breaking news? You just news?
1: carve out. You know, you carve out a little bit there of time, you go. and I I do the activities that I normally would have to do. Sometimes there are things I have to do. I have to go to work that sure. day on a weekend or something. I bring her in with me and have her work There's on her that. essays, and so. And I think that that's good too. Like sometimes she has to just run errands with me and she's bored and she complains, but I'm like, you know what? That's what you have to do as an adult. You have to right. run these errands and you have to get this stuff done. And so I, you know, I, I don't apologize for that because we'll we'll go do something fun that she wants to do after that. But she can also learn that responsibilities take time and you have to just, it's a game of life, right? The you game of life. Look in. at you segueing. <laughs> anyway, this is
0: my show, Ruta Bay. <laughs> segue in my guest. show, but in the, in the game of life. With mean, Bay, mm-hmm. we're so thankful, speaking of the game of life, to have you on our team. Thank you. I'm so grateful to, to
1: know you and to um, be able to be a part of this organization and be a volunteer, and I'm super grateful to be on your show.
0: You are making it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful, the talented, the Ruta Bay Shabazi, big sister, doing her thing, changing one life who will then impact so many others and will impact even marine life <laughs> as things so. go along. So, I Ruta bae, so. thank you for being on the show today. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for you're having me. You're an inspiration me. in South Florida. So
1: good to see you.
0: Game of life. That's a wrap. Let's go. This is the Game of Life.